0: this is the four-man rush hello panther fans and welcome to another podcast of the four-man rush i'm your host timmy vo here with kevin and will and we're going to talk about a little bit of singer bowl right so we're going to touch on uh very very prominent positions that we're looking at in the draft obviously and then we'll, we'll go into detail on in some other uh, other positions. But we're going to cover each and every position um, for the most part. And we'll talk about players that, you know, people have been looking at and uh, players, who, uh, our coaching staff down there has been, uh, been touching touching with and communicating with things of that nature. Now, I we, we mean, they, you know, it's not like last year, obviously. We haven't seen them, some of these guys play that much. And, you know, the practices were suspect. Uh, for the most part. So we're just going to touch on the positions. And then next week after the Senior Bowl, we'll go more in-depth and standouts and things of that nature and all that good stuff, man. So, hey, we're we're talking about Senior Bowl. We're talking about, hopefully, some potential Panther players coming on board for us. And, uh, yeah, we're going to break it down four-man rush style uh, some football heads, buddy. Telling you, telling you, telling you. Um, And, by the way, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do that. Stop playing games. Please do that so you won't miss out. You get all the nice notifications when we drop a podcast and when we drop some in-depth breakdown on players and coaching personnel and front office personnel, all that good stuff, man, because the four-man rush is real, folks. If you want Panther football, this is where you want to come. Dig it? So hold on to your hats, folks. The four-man rush is on the scene. Uh, Will, we'll start with you, man. We'll go ahead and start with that QB position. Um I know I know there's there's a, there's a couple of singers um uh, that possibly could be on this roster next year, man. What do you see?
1: On the Matt Rules team, I think there's three guys who could probably be in play for the Panthers on draft day, either day one or day two. Now I know you know the popular names right now is Deshaun Watson, which we talked about last week, Matthew Stafford, which I don't think it is happening, but you know, you got to keep that possibility open as well. And everybody wants to hear about the top of the quarterback class, Lawrence Fields, Lance, and Zach Wilson. But it's possibility that we don't make a trade for a vet and four quarterbacks go in the top seven. And when the Panthers aren't able to trade up to take one of the top four. So that's gonna leave you with the guys that we're looking at this week at the senior bowl, which I think there's some talented guys there. It's Jamie Newman, Mac Jones and injured, but he's was invited to the senior bowl, and I think he's there doing interviews, Kyle Trask. And these are all three guys are on Matt Rule's team. So these are the three I want to focus on today. I mean, we can get into the other guys maybe next week if they stand out during the week. But with me, you know, while Matt Jones and Kyle Trask had those productive seasons, Jamie Newman, you know, a s- sneaky guy coming in there who opted out this year at georgia you know he gonna come in and show out i think he had a very good first day today you know he was at wake forest actually before this year and i think he transferred to georgia but then ended up opting out because of the covid situation so we didn't really get a good a good chance to look at him this year but you know you watch him in his clips today and his drills you know the arm strength is there the arm talent he looks like the best quarterback on the field, according to most people that were there watching him live. And, I mean, he's got a lot of good snap on the ball, very good athleticism. So you're looking at a guy that has all the tools. So if Mm. you're talking about maybe day two or day three, you know, even a second-round pick, you know, keep an eye on Jamie Newman. I mean, he's got all the tools you want from a quarterback, still needs a lot of development since he's missed an entire season. But he could be a good value pick later in the draft. Then you got Matt Jones. I mean, a lot of people are probably a lot more familiar with him because of the historic season he had at Alabama, very smart quarterback, accurate, not the most athletic or the most armed talent, but, you know, in terms of just getting the ball to his playmakers, running the offense, being a leader, he, he displays all those traits, and I think he's another solid option in day two. It's a guy Matt Rule's very familiar with. He recruited him at both. Temple and when he went to Baylor. There's a lot of familiarity there, and I think he'll get to know him very well this week. I mean, you look at him in the national championship, I mean, he went against uh Justin Fields head to head, and you he saw what happened there, the kind of numbers he was able to put up. And I know with Matt Jones, a lot of people criticize him because of his supporting cast. I mean, it was the same supporting cast that Tua and Burrow had last year. I mean, they are surrounded with draft first second round picks as well so Mm. why not keep that same energy with them that you keep with matt jones so i think he's another guy you know you got to keep an eye out for that could possibly be picked on day two i know a lot of draft analysts think the media has undervalued him in comparison to actual teams so it's possible he can maybe slip into the first round so we'll see how that goes and then kyle trask i mean he was putting up joe burrow numbers for most of this season. Now, granted, like Matt Jones, he had a lot of great weapons, which we'll get into later. You know, one of my favorite prospects, Kadarius Tony, and Kyle Pitts, who's also mm-hmm. going to be in play as possibly a top 10, top 15 pick. But, I mean, Kyle Trask, again, productive. You know, he improved a lot in terms of accuracy on short throws, gets the ball out quick, probably a little bit more athleticism than Matt Jones will give you. I think the concern with him when Pitts and Tony opted out of that final game, he had a very poor showing in his final game. So I think how's that going to linger over into the draft? Will his stop? fall to day two possibly? So we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited to see what Mac Jones and Jamie Newman are able to do this week, and hopefully we'll have a more complete breakdown of their games and how they were able to perform next week. Right. Right.
0: Oh man. All right. So great breakdown, bro.
1: So let's, let's talk
0: about the people in front of these gentlemen, the old line, uh, Kev, what, what you got, what you got on your uh, radar, bud?
2: Yeah, well, what I got on my radar is, um, i start off with the ones that's on, uh, Matt Rose team, the American team at the senior bowl. Uh, these are some guys that, you know, me and, uh, Larry have, uh, been looking at for a while now and just, uh, it's, it's enough to make your mouth salivate. I'm going to be honest. If, if, if you guys are like me, you know, not caught up in quarterback craziness, but realize that you need an offensive line to protect whoever is quarterback. And, you know, you know, just some of us just had that logic, you know, that might help a little bit. You know, if you've got a good line in front of you, just, just a suggestion. But, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, just some names that stand out for me. Um, one of the most uh, – of course, everybody's looking at the tackle position, um, you know, with the uncertainty if we're going to keep Taylor Moten. And with uh, Russell O'Coon, uh was in the last year of his deal. he took the Bitcoin option and dipped. <laughs> um, you know, we have uh, prospects like Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, uh, someone who has an NFL body. Um Needs some refinement with his uh, leverage and with his hand placement. I mean, he has the tools. He's just got to use his tools the right way more consistently. Uh, but definitely someone that a lot of, you know, a lot of people um, were were looking at. You know, anytime I mean, anybody on Alabama's offensive line is going to catch your eye anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of eye candy, I think the most one of the most popular names that recently popped out of session since the um, college playoffs is Leatherwood's uh, partner in crime at left guard, which is a uh, Mr. Deontay Brown. Mm. Uh, you're talking about a mountain of a man. I mean, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you're talking about six-three, three hundred
0: and sixty-five 365 pounds,
2: <laughs> but this is 63 that can move. Like, don't let that weight fool you. This is someone that can, uh, that can get them legs moving. And he's, he's, um, He's that guy when you get off the bus and you're trying to intimidate the other team. You want him to be the first one off the bus. He's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's that effect. Tim, you know about that coming out them high school days? where like, oh hell yeah,
0: <laughs> you be out, you be out there sitting outside the locker room looking at watching them come in. Like, who the- oh shit. Yeah. Oh, who whose guy's that?
2: Oh, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. that effect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, don't let the 364 make you think that he's uh, that he's uh, not athletic or slow footed. I mean, this is someone mm. with great foot quickness. Mm. Um, he he dominates whoever he's in front of. Uh, this is the guy, and and Will, I think you pointed it out to poo, to me. This was the guy that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, kept Dare Brown in check last year. Oh yeah. Um, when uh, when Alabama and Auburn uh, went at it, so. My God, if we can ever get a reunion, boy, you talking about iron sharpening iron. I mean, this this would be the one. I mean, this this draft is really loaded at, at this interior line position, and uh, Mr. Deontay Brown is someone that's definitely um definitely want to be looking out here um, for a uh, couple other guys real quick uh to mention on the uh, offense line to look out for um. Um, I'm going to mention someone from a small school here, Grambling State, David Moore. And for those of us that uh, remember Trenton Scott, the one who came in, um, filled in for uh, when a coon got hurt and went, Greg Little, you know, pissed to bed. Uh, This was number 73 for the Panthers. Well, this is one of his teammates, David Moore. Uh, He's a guard. And, folks, when I say plays nasty, like you done talked about his mama all week long, and now he's pissed. (laughs) Like this, if, if you want nasty on your offensive line, this this is someone to be looking at. I mean, this is a young man who um, who's ranked pretty highly up here. He's considered one of the uh, top ten interior linemen with this uh, um, incoming on um, draft class. As a matter of fact, he's right yeah. at number ten. We're talking about a uh, 350, So you know, some a pretty solid boy here. Uh, he got uh, he got decent athleticism. Um, you know, don't let the fact that he went to Grambling make you think that he's, uh, he's some pushover. I mean, he's someone that uh, plays hard to the Wilson, and um, he's always looking for work. So once you take care of his, he's got his head on swivel. He's looking for more. So uh, David Moore is, uh, is another guy to uh, be paying attention to that's, uh, that's on um, the Matt Rule squad. And finally, another um, offense lineman uh, for people to keep uh, keep in mind here. Um, I'm looking at someone, you know, depending on how the pick file like a, a, a day three uh, person look at here, I'm looking at um, a Larry Jackson out of Iowa. Uh, this is someone who who has the body and the frame, but uh, he needs he needs to have some more discipline. I'm 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 gonna be the one of the first ones to tell you that that when he's disciplined, he could have easily been a late day one, um, early day two pick, but because of the inconsistency uh, which I think is coachable. I think he's a player that uh, it could be a steal in the later rounds. Uh, we're talking about 6'6", 320 um, pounds. Um, very solid guy. He has the ability to play both tackle and guard, so that position, uh, flexibility. One thing I do notice, he he is a little tight in his hips, but he's someone, and Tim, you know, heard this term plenty of time. that boy country strong. <laughs> <laughs> country strong country strong scr- s-k-r-o-n-g strong indeed, scr- indeed. <laughs> so yeah so when when it's uh, a guy like this when it's fourth and one this the guy to get behind because in the running game he dude has no problem moving you out the way so um, again this is someone that's looking like a day three pick that you know depending on what positions we uh, draft before this is someone that um uh, to definitely be on the lookout for so uh, these are the offensive linemen on uh, Matt Rule's team, on the uh, national team that um uh, that's stand out to me. That uh, I definitely think will uh be prospects. We'll be um speaking about this um uh, remaining offseason.
0: Woo! Excitement, excitement! Y'all, y'all, make sure you watch the Senior Bowl and uh, check out what Kevin Will's dropping on you, man. Do do your homework on that shit, right? Right? <laughs> uh, Will, um. Let's talk about some skill positions, uh, running
1: back, wide receiver maybe even. Yeah, before we do that, uh, Kev, what do you think of uh, Trey Smith from Tennessee? I know hmm. people are high on him as a, one of the top guards in this class. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, Trey Smith, I mean, tra- you know, Trey Smith was the guy and he's done nothing to dismiss it. Uh, I think people just were enamored with – Deontay Brown at left guard. They, they forgot that Trey Smith has the more consistent um, resume. We're talking about, again, 6'6", 330. I mean well, – what's that's a big boy. <laughs> Lord Jesus. And when I say ideal technician, he's the type of player that is going to be a day-one starter. This has perennial Pro Bowl, um, all-pro expectations of him. We're talking about someone that is solid fundamentally. His hand and eye coordination – like when you notice when he pull, when he pull blocks when he double teams get to the second level, I mean is is pretty much like textbook. He would be the type of player that if you want to teach your son how to be an offensive lineman, like his fundamentals and his technique are pretty much you know pristine. I mean, yeah. I, he, he not only does he has the size, he has the technique, and and he he's just a player that um, easily is going to be a day one starter. Mm-hmm. Probably is projected around a, a second-round pick. Um, there's really no way if we went offensive line, particularly interior within the first three rounds, to really miss. Here is just that deep and talented. But uh, Trey Smith is someone who uh, who would definitely uh, make Panther fans uh, extremely proud of us to get him. It's special. And he went to Tennessee.
1: Tennessee.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so about the um... – Skill players to me. I mean, and Kev can Kev my witness. I mean, Kadarius Tony is a guy who I've been high on <laughs> a year, years. I mean, before he was even draft eligible, I've had my eye on this guy. Like last year, is when I saw him last year before this season. He wasn't as polished a route runner yet. But you just saw the explosive playmaking ability he has. The guy can cut at full speed, change direction. He <laughs> it's like his ACLs are made of rubber bands. I mean, he can – man, the kind of cuts he makes, I mean, at full speed at that, you just, in a way he was able to make plays with the ball in his hands. His junior year, Florida was using him more for, like, jet sweeps and screens, kind of as a gadget player. And every time he touched the ball, there's something explosive happening. I think he got hurt, so he didn't really finish the season, but I just saw the traits. Last year, he wasn't really a fully developed receiver, but I saw the traits. So now we get an offseason. He's improving, getting better at his craft. We start this season. He comes in. He's a complete receiver now. He's a complete route runner, you know, going through the small things. I mean, winning at his release, you know, exploding out of his cuts. He had great hands, you know, still explosive in the open field. He just saw that much development in one year. I think he pretty much went from like a day two, day three guy entering the season. I just saw Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft that had him going in the first round. So, I mean, just I would love if we don't get Curtis Samuel back, a guy, Kadarius Tony, would be definitely be a guy that I wouldn't mind taking in round two if he's there because he'll just add that much more explosiveness and playmaking ability to our roster, so I'm, I'm going to claim that one. I had my eye on Kadarius Tony long before he was even mentioned as a top draft spot like he is now. But more realistically for the Panthers, I don't think, you know, Tony probably won't be on the board when they start thinking about receivers. Let's go with a local guy, Shy Smith from South Carolina. He showed out today. I mean, he if you watch the Gamecocks games, you know, he was the, just so dominant not to terms dominate the opponent, but he just dominated the number of touches that the Game Gamecocks gave him. And he's just able to get open very easily, explodes out of his cuts, runs good routes, very good at the release, gets a lot of separation, fantastic hands. I think he made the best catch today at the Senior Bowl in one-on-one drills. So, again, you're talking about, you know, what are we going to be at the receiver position next year? Curtis Samuels likely going to walk. So you're down to DJ Robbie. You're going to need a slot guy who can come in there get separation on those third downs and move the sticks. You know, you look at a guy like Shy Smith that can be able to fit that role. Um, Another local kid who I think people are very familiar with, Clemson's Amari Rodgers. I looked at him as more of like a gadget player type, you know, jet sweeps and screens. He was injured, I think, either last year or this year. One of the Clemson fans can help me out with that one. But um, when he has the ball in his hands, again, a guy that can show that playmaking ability and ability to get yards after the catch so that's another guy I have my eye on at the receiver position as far as running backs you know my favorite position I'm looking at a guy on the national team Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech I believe he went to the same high school. oh he's not even on the roster is he yes he is right there yeah I'll get to my other guys in a minute. But Khalil Herbert, he went to the same high school as Patrick Sertain and Brian Burns. I mean, he's got very good top-end speed, very productive last year. Good job making guys miss good contact balance. Definitely a guy I have my eye on this week. Uh, Najee Harris is the best running back in this draft. I just did my scouting report breakdown on him. I see him as a feature back in an offense, day one starter, potential pro bowler. I mean, the guys just got great. Contact balance, great vision. He's a complete back, can catch the ball out of the backfield. Never going to let the first guy tackle him. Makes guys miss. Very good feet, you know, short area quickness. And I just like how he sets up his blocks. And once he sets his blocks up, he can explode in and out of cuts. So just a very fantastic player. I thought he had an excellent season at Alabama. It just got overshadowed because of how productive Devontae Smith and uh, Matt Jones were for that. Alabama offense, um, Michael Carter, you know, Kevin knows him, the Tar Heels running back, thought he's a very strong runner, had a very good year as well for the North Carolina. I mean, he had a uh, they had a very good one-two punch at uh, Carolina this year, and Michael Carter was a part of that. So that's another guy I'm looking forward to at the skill positions. And lastly, you know, I know y'all want to hear about uh, Wake Forest, Sage Surratt. You know, because he's part of the brothers. His brother's a linebacker at North Carolina. But, you know, I can't go on without mentioning Devontae Smith. You know, the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver from Alabama. <laughs> look at him. You know, it reminds me so much for y'all old heads, Marvin Harrison. Just that slim mm. frame, ability to get separation, great mm. hands, great make hands. plays after the catch. Uh, the route run-ins there. You consistently get separation, always open. And then the way – Alabama was able to continuously get the ball in his hands a variety of ways. Just overall, just a very good, well-rounded, complete wide receiver. Some may be concerned about his frame. You know, I, I, not so much in my case. I mean, you've seen guys like Deshaun Jackson and the guy I just mentioned, Marvin Harrison. You know, slim frame wide receivers that go on to have long, very productive careers. That's, right. so that's where I'm at with the skill position players. And there's a lot of other guys, you know, we'll get to, like I said, next week as we watch more practices and see how they perform throughout the week.
0: I right know, man. Outstanding breakdown. I told you, folks. We own it. We, we, we own it, damn it. <laughs> uh, Kev, I guess we're going to touch on the uh, – did you did you touch on the tackles too or just interior linemen? Uh, no, I
2: had spoke on both. I just went ahead and uh, okay. got – Tackles and the um, in
0: um, interior lineman. Yeah. So you want you want to um, hop on that D the D uh, D line? Yeah, I can jump on it
2: um, here because um, it's, it's it's quite interesting. This is this will be the draft to make a a strength even stronger if if that's the way we choose to go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I learned a long time ago, you never can not have too many bullets in the clip, you know? I mean, that's the truth. Because, <laughs> you know, you always just one injury away from being down to um to the back end here. So, <laughs> <laughs> as we've all seen. Hey. But, um, but yeah, as far as I look at the defense line, I mean, with both teams, I mean, there's some gamers here. Uh, I know we have Derrick Brown, uh, Bravon Roy, um, obviously Brian Burns, and, yeah, and, um, tier Gross Matos as our starters and key reserves, you know, like uh, F.A. Obada and Marquise Haynes. But, you know, if we ever decide to, um, you know, add a couple more, you know, so to get that good depth and good that rotation, there's some players on um, on both sides that will definitely fit the bill here. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off with, um, let me try it on the national team here, as far as the uh, defensive line, mm-hmm. uh, someone that really stands out for me, Uh, is, and forgive me for murdering these names because I've seen their play, but uh, these last names, Lord help me. I'm going to have to buy some vows here, but uh, one guy that stands out here for me was from the University of Washington. His name is Levi. Last name is Unwazurik, O-N-W-Z-U-R-I-K-E, for those following along who want to look him up. Whew, okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah,
2: not, I, no problem. You know, hey, it is what it is. So we're talking about 6'3", 290, uh, played in the uh, Pac-12 at the University of Washington here. Uh, this is someone that's, you know, since we're playing a lot of four-man front, uh, he's, definitely, uh, uh, he's definitely someone that can play either tackle position. Uh, one thing that stands about him You know, what Matt Rule say, he wants players that can play that are fast and athletic. Well, at defense line, this guy would definitely uh, fit the bill um, in that mode. His overall athleticism, I think he's going to really surprise some people when he does the uh, uh, goes to the combine here. I I really see that as something that's going to blow people away, but um, he's someone that you try to single block him, it's, it's not a good idea. Um, he's very well disciplined, has great technique. He he believes in maintaining leverage and gap control. One of the things that and you, you've you heard, y'all have heard us when we do our game breakdown, when we done got gassed on the run, what we say, some gap integrity was lost. This is a player that already has the discipline shown in college to maintain his gap. If you single block him, you're going to be in for a long day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, so what you gonna do, single block, Dare Brown? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, Oh. That'll Enjoyed work. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to choose choose wisely. That's all I can. That's all mm-hmm. I can tell you. So, uh, but yeah, this is definitely a, a player that um that uh you know six three about two ninety. So he's not quote unquote the biggest defensive tackle. But hey, when you look at um the most dominant defensive tackle of our generation, Aaron Rodgers, he's about what two. 280, 285. So, you know, don't think that a, a dominant defense lineman got to be 320 pounds to uh, to be an enforcer, folks. Uh, this guy right here is definitely someone who who would be uh, add that add that juice to go alongside um, Mr. Derrick Brown. Um, another player um, to look out for here that's on the senior squad. Uh, gonna go down the good old. Notre Dame, you know, for the uh, mm. for your Irish transfers, a gentleman on the line here by name of um, Dalen Hayes. And he's someone that when you put on the film, the motor runs hot. Mm. I mean, he I, I, you I maybe seen him maybe take off a half a play him
0: <laughs> i mean this is someone the that's entire season
2: <laughs> like if he took it off i haven't i haven't came across it yet i'll put it wow. to you like that wow. um but he's someone that definitely um just plays with a hot motor and he just he's just tracking plays down i mean we're talking about six 261 so a little bit on the smaller side but uh with the current trend for enough for defense ends he's He's proto-tickled. Think, um, think about Mario Addison 2.0. Interesting. You know. Interesting. Because um, he's someone that, when I looked at the background on him, um, he came on the campus under 200 pounds. Uh, wow. Since, his, since eating there at Notre Dame, he's put on about 7 to 80 pounds over four years. So he's really built up his body um, here. And uh, he's someone that's got the flexibility. He can put his hand in the dirt. He can stand up. Um, he's someone that's uh, that really knows how to anchor the line as well. Now he did have a shoulder injury um, after four games in 2019, mm. so there is a little bit of a you know a little bit of injury history that goes there. But uh, physically, he got all the tools to um, you know just really set the edge here and just uh, make it difficult for um, offensive linemen to move him out of spot a reason why he's only too sissy. Again, he plays with great leverage. leverage playing with leverage and the ability to share blocks will go a long way. Um, when you're, when you're setting the edge. So he's always, he's someone to to be looking out for now. I'm going to flip it over real quick to the, um, a defense lineman on the other side on the, um, uh, that was on the national team. This is on the American team. Back, the one with Matt rule coaching, um, mm-hmm. defense lineman there. Um, since we was talking about local schools, um, talking about Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. Uh, this is someone who is 6'3", 281. So when you think of him, again, he doesn't have that, quote, prototypical uh, big build that you're looking for. Uh, but he's someone that produces, folks. We're talking about 33-and-a-half tackles for losses, 19-and-a-half sacks, 7-forced fumbles. Um, he is someone that is, um, yeah, you, uh, you, you don't block him properly. He's going to make you pay. Um, he's someone that just shows, uh, has a variety of pass rush moves. He knows how to turn convert speed to power. Um, one thing he gets that, that kind of stuck out to me a little bit. He get that, that good bend. You know how Brian Burns is able to get that low bend and get up underneath and Turning up. This is someone else that gets a, a similar kind of bend. Not not on the Brown Burns level, but low enough to where you it stands out on film. So, I just like the fact that he has a variety of moves that allow him to um, give uh, offensive tackles fits. So these are just some defensive linemen that's on the Senior Bowl that um that's really stood out to me.
0: Word, word, man, I, bro. Y'all make sure you watch this single bowl. Man, you got my damn mouth water in the shit, man. I can't wait to watch this shit. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, um, hey Will, you want to touch on the uh, defensive backs a little bit? And uh, Kevin, will swing back to you for the uh, linebacker core.
1: Sure. There's a couple guys from small schools that I want to talk about first. Mm. Um, start with uh, Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas. Yeah. Very athletic guy. He was clocked at 438, I think, at his school. They're not gonna do a comb they're gonna do the combines a little bit differently. So I don't know how much of an athletic profile would we'll be able to get on him. But you see him on the field. He's got that long speed and athleticism. Very raw technique wise. He could get better in press coverage. But I mean he's a playmaker on the ball. He was very productive. He had um, I believe, uh, four picks, ten pass breakups, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, before and the season before last. So, I mean, this is a guy, you know, we're not going to – we're not able to get a Patrick Sertain or a Caleb Fairley in round one. You know you know how they, Matt Ruling and his staff likes to go with those athletes with upside potential later in the draft. So, look out for a guy like Robert Rochelle who I think was going to kill it at his combine or his pro day, however they do it. A good game to watch with him was against uh, Trey Lance's showcase. You know, that defense, that Central Arkansas defense, really gave Lance a hard time that game. Another guy I'm going to talk about is from North Carolina Central, the Mideastern Athletic Conference, the MIAC. Hmm. His name is Brian Mills. He got a senior bowl invite out of the HBCU. Uh, he's listed as one of the top HBCU prospects this year by – NFL Draft Diamonds, great Twitter account to follow if you haven't already. I mean, he made – I believe he made FCS, either first team or second team, All-American, and he was first wow. team All-MIAC as a defensive back. Hmm. Um, I think – what else? Yeah, his junior year, you know, because the MIAC, I believe their season was canceled this past year. So we got to really look at what he did his junior year. And I think that's when he was most – uh, productive. I mean, he had 22 tackles that year. He started every game. I mean, he had five interceptions, so he made plays on the ball. So I want to really see how he plays this week against Division I. Well, I won't say Division One because the MIA still that, but FBS uh, players. Like, see how he does in these one-on-ones against some of these top receivers. That's another guy I'm going to have my eye on at the cornerback position. The safety and you know, excuse me for pronouncing his name, Hamza Nasiruddin from Florida State. Probably one of the most versatile players in the draft. He can play single, high safety in the box. He can play linebacker. They lined him up all over the field. He's got a very good athlete, good size. I mean, I think he's 6'4", 212 pounds. So I think with that versatility and physical gifts, again, you know, the kind of guys Phil Snow likes on that side of the ball. You know, how would he be lined up with a Jeremy Chan or a, you know, Sam Franklin who has that kind of skill set as well? That's Mm -hmm. another guy I want to look at as well. And also, I mean, he's physical, man. He can hit. So, you know, maybe this is another guy they look at later in the draft depending on where they go. Now, he did have an ACL tear. Hmm. So we'll see how that affects his draft stock. But if he's a guy that's on the board, you know, later in one of these rounds, don't be surprised to see him get his name called. Word,
0: word. Hey man. Hey, we still need help as a secondary position, folks. Don't no trip. Don't no trip. We still need help. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um and uh Kev, talk th- 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 about them linebackers, man. Them backers. backers. talking about Man, we-, we need them backers now.
2: You know, we need to we need to move on from this post to here white era, right? Oh bless you. <laughs> all of a sudden
0: he can catch a football at the end of the year. What, the, what what's that all about? I don't know. I don't know. I guess sitting a pound for weeks to help your hands
2: get right. I don't know. Oop uh, anyway <laughs> Did I do that? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Urkel reference, what? <laughs> yeah. Man. So far as linebackers go, uh, I think this is a position that, that uh, as Panther fans, that we are definitely looking looking at. I know a lot of popular names such as uh, uh, that's out there. One of the most popular ones is on the um, national team. That's uh, you know I got a shout out because it's my school. Uh, my boy Chaz Surrett. Um He's someone that has definitely caught the eye. with was someone who flirted with coming out last year and uh, decided to stay, and I'm glad that he did because uh, my, uh, my Tar Heels definitely uh, needed him, but with Chaz Surratt, I mean, we're talking about uh, we're talking about someone that you could plug in. Now, I'm going to keep it real with you folks because that's how we do here. I know that it said that we need like a true Mike linebacker, mm-hmm. and this is something that Chaz Surratt is not exactly built for, but what he would be is that, you know, with the NFL playing so much nickel, uh, he would definitely be someone that you could pair with the Shaq Thompson that can finally provide that man coverage on running backs and tight ends. You know, we're talking about 6'2", about 230 pounds. Uh, Was a former quarterback at North Carolina, actually. You know, just give you a little backdrop on him. Uh, Mm. But he was able to uh, make the transition and Boy, did he uh, did he rack up numbers? So, uh, he earned uh, first team all all ACC. Um, was runner up for defensive player of the year. Um, I mean, he was just someone that had, in addition to 88 uh, tackles, he had 15 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, 10 quarterback hurries. Um, he was able to drop back in coverage. Uh, you know, make pass deflections. I mean, this is just somebody that is. Uh, you know, if we ever in the base, he's definitely an outside linebacker, um, here. So, you know, unless Jermaine Carter want to, you know, attempt to beat a mic, you know, this was someone that we used to take on, um, here. Hey, I, I damn sure wouldn't mind because uh, it'll be good to see a linebacker that can, uh, that can uh, consistently play coverage. So that's uh, Chad Saret. I think that's the um, one of the most popular linebacker name here at this draft. But other players to be on the lookout here for is. Um, a couple of guys from Ohio State, actually. Um, the that's Ohio State. The Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. The yeah, Ohio State. The, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, watch up for them Buckeye fans, man. But-
2: Right, right. I know a few. Uh, one of the ones that I've liked that I, I, I took notice to um, in a few games they did play this year because, you know, they ain't played but six. But anyway, um, <laughs> Baron Browning out of Ohio State. Now this, now this, this is your prototypical Mike Linebacker. 6'3", 242 pounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, it. You know, they saying he could also play the wheel or if in a 30 front, he would be like an inside linebacker. Uh, he's someone that, you know, wherever you line him up at, he's he, he's going to produce for you. Um, he's someone that has all the physical tools that you need. Uh, he has a great ability to share blocks. Um, you know, if he got a defense line in front of him, he's really um, filling up that gap and, and he reads his keys uh, very well. This is someone that has a high football IQ, uh, which is something that Panther fans were spoiled with for many years during the Luke Keekley era. Mm. But, uh, this is definitely someone that's that can play, um, the inside linebacker position, the uh, you know, depending on what alignment that you're using at here. Uh, so he's definitely someone that, uh, to be on a lookout here. Um, with this, with this, uh, with this team um, at the Senior Bowl. So again, as Baron Browning, um, someone else to be on the lookout for is what was his guy? Uh, I think he was on the other team. Let me flip it real quick here. That was the national team. Let me go back to Matt Rule's team, the American team, and ah, there you go, KJ Britt. So, for all of you Auburn War Eagle fans here, KJ Britt at linebacker he's right now he's considered a day three pick. So again, if we don't get one of the um, linebackers in the first day one or day two, he is a day three pick that, that definitely is someone to um, be able to fill that inside role. Again, I'm just focusing more on guys that play Mike linebacker in the middle, uh, because that's, that's what we need for this team. So KJ Britton, the senior bowl, we're talking about six foot two thirty nine. So, uh, You could view him as a little undersized for the position, but that doesn't stop him. Um, He's very cerebral. Um, He's known to be able to diagnose plays. Uh, He had one of the lowest missed tackle percentages in the country. Uh, So that's something that, you know, we didn't have with the Tear here, Whitehead era. (laughs) So uh, I like the fact that he's able to uh, diagnose plays, attack the hole, and make the tap. Uh, make the tackle. Um, I just like the fact that he can um, also play man and zone coverage, very effective as well. I think that his quote physical stature is the only reason why he's not drafted higher. Because when mm-hmm. you put the film on, when you watch the film, um, you know you see him. You see him everywhere. You see him all on the field, in the backfield, chasing plays down the sideline. Um, an- another guy with a high motor. I mean, he's he's tracking the ball um, when it's in the air. So he's someone that I definitely think would um, would be someone to be on the lookout for in this um, senior bowl. Um, another player here I like that's a little raw, per se, but has the twos. Tim, you're going to love this name. Patty Fisher. Patty Fisher? <laughs> P-A-D-D-Y. Like daddy, oh, but with Patty. a P. Oh, Patty. Oh, snap.
0: <laughs> they calling him Patty. <laughs> oh, like a fish
2: patty.
0: <laughs> there you go. Let <laughs> nice. me get one of them salmon patties.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> All right. So for him, he's he went to Northwestern, um, mm. 6'4", 240 pounds. Uh, definitely, he's not. He's the guy that's uh, one of them guys you, you want that muscular guy with the high shoulder net pad coming off the bus. He's Ooh. that guy. <laughs> Ooh,
0: Mike Dicker type shit. Right, yeah. Starting defense, place at the table. You know, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, well, one yeah. thing about him, when he hits you, you're hit. This is someone who believes in imposing his physical presence on you. Uh, he was someone that had that caused a lot of forced fumbles, mm. uh, even though, believe it or not, I don't know Panther fans know this, but the Carolina Panthers led the NFL in... Um, uh, most forced formals this year. So, you know, talk about um, making something uh, an additional strength. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is someone that's projected to be a late-round pick as of right now. We'll see how it goes between now and the draft. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's someone that's, that's you know, just he just dislodges the ball when he hits you. It's either you hurting or you, you're trying to get the ball up. He's just someone that just makes some type of hits and impacts. Um, he is good in zone coverage. Now, man coverage – he has the physical tools, but there's some work to be done there. But he's definitely a, a tone starter. He's that guy that that makes that hit on the field that gets everybody like, ooh, hey. you know, he's he's that guy. He's that ooh. guy, you know. So these are just some of the linebackers in the, that um, that stand out to me that I think is worth watching that um, uh, potentially could be some, someone that get on our radar. And I like the fact that our coaching staff will get a – up close look. So, you know, don't be surprised in a few months that some of the names we're mentioned on this episode might be rocking a uniform. That's
0: right, man. That's right. You heard it here first. Exclusive. Exclusive
2: exclusive.
0: <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> man, hey, I don't know about y'all folks. Listeners, I don't know about y'all. Panther fans, I don't know about y'all. But uh there's there's gonna be some good things going on in this franchise you know, from from here on out, man. These these guys know how to how to how to you know find talent, and now we brought on our new GM who who's also a late round digger. He finds them, bro. It's, it's it's beautiful. Either way, either way we go in the scenarios and and how we go go about this draft, whether we trade back or or we, we pick as they come. I'm I'm extremely comfortable with this with the, these group of guys um uh, finding this talent. And folks, you should be extremely comfortable with a four man rush breaking it down for you. Like Kevin said, give, keep your eyes open. Watch that Senior Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Soak up some more football. You know, so you know, you can you can <laughs> you can get your football fixed out the way so you don't you don't have to watch Tom Brady. <laughs> uh the man's a damn goat. Anyway. But uh, yeah, folks, watch that Singer Bowl. It's uh Saturday at two o'clock. I forget. It's, the, it's sponsored by Reese's. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, thank you. two o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah, man. Yeah, so y'all y'all be sure to watch that, man. This gonna be wow. man. Be, I, can't, I can't wait, man. I can't.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be carried just uh so if y'all wanna know, I'm looking it up here. It's gonna be uh carried on the uh, NFL network. So for those that uh, have access to it, um, it's scheduled to start at 2:30 uh, Eastern, one thirty Central. It is in Mobile, so Central Time. It'll start at um, it'll start at 1:30 on um, on this coming Saturday. Word, word. There you
0: go, folks. Give you you know a little a uh, little break from basketball and uh, watch some watch some senior senior fellas go at it. You know good stuff good stuff and be sure to uh listen to this podcast again before you start watching you know jot down your notes (laughs) you know say calibrate your shit folks (laughs) you're like damn oh that's what they was talking about oh that kid's good oh man what i I, I says that's exactly how it's going to play out folks (laughs) that's what happened last year with the four-man rush and it'll happen this year too so dig it man all right so uh any party shots gentlemen
1: Stop hating on Tom Brady, man. Tell it. Y'all some haters. Tell it. Don't you get tired of hating on the guy? (sighs) He he, he wins every year. He carried another team in another division in another conference (laughs) to (laughs) the Super Bowl. Won three straight road games to get there. Bruh. I mean, what's left to hate on Tom Brady for, man? At this point, y'all just look, looking really foolish. <laughs> well,
2: uh, well, let me throw the monkey wrench in it. Now, he did come into the team that had the number one passing offense and a top five defense. So let's. Let's not say he completely cared. You know, he, he, you know, it's not like he took the Jaguars to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you that, know that, we, that's fair. They, they, you know, we when don't have thirty for thirty at quarterback position, you know, it, it does a world of good. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well but when, when did Tom arrive in Tampa? Well like I don't know what was it May,
2: June, something like that? <laughs>
1: I think he went down there early because he was the first quarterback to um get signed mm-hmm. uh, one of them. So I'm proud. I think he was down there early March. Didn't he get like rent Tiger Woods house or something out there? Wow,
0: no, nah, he got uh, Derek, he got Derek Jeter's house.
1: Oh, that's Derrick what it was. Gita. I knew it was mm-hmm. one of those famous guys.
0: Wow, <laughs> so so my, my man just left, he's so he left New England, went to Florida. See, so, yeah, I'll play for y'all. Just, just, just get me out there. I'll play for y'all. And now this motherfucker's on another Super Bowl.
1: Just threw a dart-to-dart dart board, landed on a team, and said, hey, you guys want a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> what can
2: I throw do three, for you? You been out throw three second-half picks against the Chiefs, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You give Mahomes that many extra possessions.
0: <laughs> Bruh. That is one dude you do not want to give the football to. You know what I do like, though? The,
1: um... The Bucks' offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, defensive yes. coordinator Todd Bowles, right. and the Chiefs' offensive coordinator is Eric Bieniemy. Yep. So you got three black coordinators coming into the Super Bowl. I think that's really good to see. Hopefully, yeah. these guys will be considered for head coaching positions
0: soon. That's right. All former players, you know, they they put in put in their work, put in their hours, They're rising up the ladder, man. And you, who knows, man who knows who knows hard work pays off gentlemen Kevin go ahead
2: oh um as always i always thank our 4-Man rush fans that uh, interact with us on social media uh especially how we be cutting up on twitter oh lord <laughs> i blame will for that <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah just uh thank our fans and like I say, we uh we grinding behind the scenes. When we uh when we drop our draft content, it's going to, it's it's going to be the equivalent of dropping a newt. I'm trying to tell you, like, like the 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 level of information that we're doing on this is going to really uh um, yeah, this just going to get talked about. Yeah, man. We 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 like to watermark our shit because people are
0: going to be going to be biting. Bro, they biting already. I see that. Man, I see y'all. <laughs> I see y'all at the biting, bro. Let me stop. Go ahead, Kevin. Sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, nah, just, nah, we're just going to stop putting some x on our shit. You know what I'm saying? You bite, you do going to have the shits when you're
0: done. Right. You know? <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's all I had. Right on, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, folks, man. Podcast listeners, whether you're. Social media platforms, man, wherever you engage in the four-man rush crew, man, we really appreciate y'all, straight up. And, and, and you know, you, you other, you other uh, Panther Podcast folks out there, man, we appreciate y'all too. You know, um, it's, it's nice to have something to compare ourselves to. <laughs> Don't take it personal. Anyway, <clears throat> so whether you listen to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, we really, 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 really appreciate you guys. Uh, for checking out the Four Man Rush podcast, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, please uh, subscribe to um, our in any of our podcast platforms so you can get that notification when we drop another podcast. And uh, be on the lookout um, if you haven't dropped by our website. Uh, it's uh, www. thefourmanrush. dot um, I know Norris put up put out a good write up recently about I think it's I think it's about the the, the whole quarterback situation and stuff, man. So yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys, man. Straight up, straight up. You got to stay safe out there. Um, this COVID situation is getting worse. <laughs> Vaccines are going out there, folks, but we still got people. You know, it's 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 already uh, all, all over the country. So, you know, it's, just be safe. Just be safe. Just be safe. All right. Um, enjoy the Senior Bowl. Thanks for listening to us. You know, pet your dog, wash your cat. And as always, keep pounding. We'll holler at you. <laughs> Stop biting my sh... Stop hating on Tom Brady. Stop hating on Tom. What's wrong with who? Ha- <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: you know, there was a there was a time people couldn't stand Michael Jordan too. Ain't that funny?
1: Yeah. Kobe too. All R- right. Too. Isn't bro. This the anniversary day? Yep. It was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, man.
0: No, it was yeah, today. Yeah. Blessings.
1: Yeah. Blessings. Legend.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Man can't believe that's been
2: a year, bro. I know. That should have been a sign that 2020 is going to be a fucked up year.
1: Yeah, yeah. bro. Helicopter. I was like, I had to read it twice. like, what the
0: The Four Men Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Man Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to The Four Man Rush exclusively. Thank you.